This day in church history, death by baptism. As Ulrich Zwingli preached in Zurich, he sought to bring reformation to Switzerland within the context of the established state church. In Zurich and throughout Europe, there was little difference between state and church. All babies baptized were thereby considered members of the church and citizens of the city. But Conrad Griebel and Felix Manns, impatient with Zwingli's reforms, began holding Bible classes in private homes, and their investigation of scriptures raised questions about state-sponsored sprinkling of infants. When Griebel's wife gave birth to a son, the stage was set for conflict. On January 17, 1525, the Zurich City Council arranged a public debate on the issue. Zwingli insisted that all children be baptized by their eighth day, while Griebel and Manns argued that baptism symbolized a believer's commitment to Christ. They lost. Four days later, under cloak of darkness, a dozen men trudged through falling snow to Manns' house. After kneeling in prayer, one of them, George Balrock, uh, assisted Griebel asked Griebel to baptize him in the apostolic fashion. Upon his confession of personal faith in Christ, Griebel did so. Then Blaurock, a former priest, baptized the others. Zwingli was incensed, and these radical reformers were soon driven from Zurich. They established a congregation in the nearby village of Zolakon, the first free church of modern times, but they weren't free from Zwingli, who hounded them from or from Zurich's arm of persecution. Griebel, his health failing in prison, died of the plague. Blaurock was burned at the stake, and Zurich's officials decided that if Mance wanted baptism so badly, they would give it to him. Taking it from Wellenberg prison, they bound his arms and legs as they rode down the middle of Zurich's Limant River. His mother shouted over the splashing oars for him to remain true to Christ. After he sang, Into thy hands, O Lord, I commit my spirit, he was rolled overboard, and the cold waters of Lake Zurich closed over his head. As they were going along the road, they came to a place where there was some water. The official said, Look, here is some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the chariot to stop. Then they both went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. Acts eight thirty six through 38. Good morning, good morning. Today is uh, Wednesday, January 17th, and it is currently 15 degrees here in Stockbridge. Uh, sunny skies. Says it feels like zero. It's pretty uh, chilly out there. And we can expect sunny skies today with a high of 39. And uh, it is uh, my birthday today. Uh, happy birthday to me. It is, I am uh, 5.4 decades old today. And uh, let's pray and we'll get into our lesson here with Oswald. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for... Uh, uh, just loving us, being, uh, creating us, Lord, and uh, growing us in you each and every day. Uh, Lord, we do ask for your protection out there in this cold weather. Uh, Lord, that you would keep everyone safe. Thank you that it's not much ice out there, Lord. And so we just ask that uh, you would just uh, keep people warm, keep the pipes from bursting, Lord, and uh, just watch over us today, Lord. And we do want to lift up the service tonight, Lord, that people would get here safely and uh, that it would just be a great time of glorifying you, worshiping you, Lord, and 
just uh, fellowshipping uh, with one another about you, Father. So we thank you for this day. We lift it up to you, Lord, and we just ask for your blessing right now as we get into this uh, lesson. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, The Call of the Natural Life by Oswald Chambers. When it pleased God to reveal his Son in me, Galatians 1, 15 and 16. The call of God is not a call to serve him in any particular way. My contact with the nature of God will shape my understanding of his call and will help me realize what I truly desire to do for him. The call of God is an expression of his nature. The service which results in my life is suited to me and is an expression of my nature. The call of the natural life was stated by the Apostle Paul, When it pleased God to reveal his Son in me, that I might preach him, that is, purely and solemnly express him among the Gentiles. Service is the overflow which pours from a life filled with love and devotion, but strictly speaking, there is no call to that. Service is what I bring to the relationship and is the reflection of my identification with the nature of God. Service becomes a natural part of my life. God brings me into the proper relationship with himself so that I can understand his call. And then I serve him on my own out of a motivation of absolute love. Service to God is the deliberate love gift of a nature that has heard the call of God. Service is an expression of my nature, and God's call is an expression of his nature. Therefore, when I receive his nature and hear his call, his divine voice resounds throughout his nature and mine, and the two become one in service. The Son of God reveals himself in me, and out of devotion to him, service becomes my everyday way of life. Wisdom from Oswald Chambers. The emphasis today is placed on the furtherance of an organization. The note is, we must keep this thing going. If we are in God's order, the thing will go. If we are not in his order, it won't. And uh, that's wisdom from Oswald Chambers. And our reading for today is Matthew chapter 12, verses 1 through 23. And this section is titled, Sabbath Questions. At that particular time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. And his disciples were hungry and began to pick the heads of grain and eat them. But when the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. He said to them, Have you not read in the scriptures what David did when he was hungry, he and those who accompanied him, how he went into the house of God and they ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those with him, but for the priests only? Or have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath... The priests in the temple break the sanctity of the Sabbath and yet are innocent. But I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. And if you had only known what this statement means, I desire compassion for those in distress and not animal sacrifice, you would, have not, you would, have, would not have condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. Leaving there, he went into their synagogue. A man was there whose hand was withered, and they asked Jesus, Is it lawful and permissible to heal on the Sabbath? They asked this so that they might accuse him and bring charges into court. But he said to them, 
What man is there among you who, if he has only one sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable then is a man than a sheep? So it is lawful and permissible to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, reach out your hand. And the man reached out and it was restored as normal and healthy as the other. But the Pharisees went out and conspired against him, discussing how they could destroy him. Being aware of this, Jesus left there. Many followed him, and he healed all of them who were sick, and warned them not to tell publicly who he was. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Behold my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not quarrel, nor cry out loudly, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A battered reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not extinguish, until he leads justice to victory, and in his name the Gentiles, all the nations of the world, will hope with confidence. Then... A demon-possessed man who was blind and mute was brought to Jesus, and he healed him, so that the mute man both spoke and saw. All the people wondered in amazement and said, Could this be the Son of David, the Messiah? Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for your amazing word and for your compassionate heart, Lord, to do good, no matter what day it is, Lord. And Lord, we just ask for healing, uh, just as you healed for all those in our fellowship that are suffering, uh, Michael and Charlotte, I think of, and uh, Oris and Shirley, and uh, thank you that I'm doing better still, the cough's still lingering, and Jill seems to be doing better, but still feeling it, Lord, and I know many others are experiencing that, and so Lord, we do ask for your healing hand that you would heal us completely, totally, remove these illnesses, Lord, restore our health, and uh, help us to just glorify you and praise you for it. And Lord, we ask for your blessing on this day, no matter what we're doing. Just watch over us, keep us safe, and help us to walk uh, in faith in you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all today. You guys have an amazing day. God bless you.